Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, April 1st, the April Fool's edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. I'm joined by Mr. AJ Shulo. AJ, you know what, man? When I was a kid, I loved April Fool's, but I hated it as an editor and as a writer because, like, the first thing I saw when I woke up today was Max Holloway's fighting Zabit, and I was like, is this really happening? And then, of course, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I just woke up, and it's it's April Fool's. So, yeah, you got to watch out on, on today. But how are you doing, man? I know it's it's baseball's opening day. The Jays are playing the, the Yankees right now. I know you're, you're Cubbies. Or, are you a White Sox fan or a Cubbies fan? You don't like either of them, do you? Yeah, no, I'm indifferent about it. The thing that sticks out to me the most for April Fool's was, I don't know if you remember about three years ago, that whole Khabib versus Ferguson. Yes. Everybody <laughs> thought it was a joke because it was like, okay, so many times, and now this is the time you guys are pranking us, and then it proceeds to happen, and then it happens again. So, like. It's just crazy, man. That's the thing that sticks out to me the most. But uh, like we, you put out a tweet yesterday. Be careful of all this April Fool stuff, you know. And I and I've been very mindful of that. I've just been, you know, make sure I stay off social media a lot and just kind of, you know, follow along with the news starting tomorrow back again. <laughs> yeah, and we're like we're almost halfway done the day, so it should be over soon. But anyways, we got a great card to talk about. No UFC this weekend, AJ. A rare weekend off. This is like I look at I was looking at the calendar ahead. Um, I think this is the only weekend off we have for like the next three months, if I'm not mistaken. So it's. It's a big stretch, but we love UFC. We love covering it, so no big deal. But it is nice to have a, a weekend off. However, we have Bellator to talk about. So I'll pull up the card here. But I know that you're, like, really into this card, man. I saw you, like, you've been tweeting about it, like, tweeting up a storm about this card. I know I think you have some bets on this one. I mean, it looks like a great card, like, for the return. Not a great card, but a, a solid card, you know. What are, What's your thoughts on it overall? Dude, I love it. I mean, because, like, especially we were talking beforehand, like, no UFC. So this is perfect for, like, the Bellator product. First card of the year. And then the headliner is Sanchez versus Pitbull. And the UFC fans are going to know Pitbull if they didn't already because he's the guy that's known as beating Michael Chandler, who obviously is fighting for the belt against Charles Oliveira coming up. Yeah. And then Sanchez, everybody knows who he is. He's a, a top-notch featherweight. And he took Pitbull to a fairly competitive decision the first go-around. So I love the card from top to bottom, man. The main card, Jackson versus Gracie, that's a great fight. Yeah. Uh, the, the Bellator debut of Usman Nurmagomedov, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Alejandro Laura versus uh, Kara Watanabe is a great fight. And then a Tyrell Fortune, a heavyweight prospect that a lot of people have high hopes for. So this card to me is a little bit of everything, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I love it, man. You're pumped up, AJ. That's that's awesome, man. And uh, there was one fight in particular that I told AJ to watch. We're going to talk about this fight because it was like one of the – that was one of the craziest fights I've ever seen. i got to be like in any promotion, man. Like I've never seen a fight like that. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, so, uh, again, like a lot of these fighters are kind of known. Maybe I should just put up the topology just to – to make it easier for everyone because I, honestly we're not too familiar with these guys a lot of us so let's pull it up just just to yeah let's do it like this we're not capping it through topology of any means but we're just to get a picture of these guys so a lot of people are not going to know what we're talking about so we'll go through the prelims a little bit quicker agent and then obviously the main card which i know you focused on more uh, but let's start with this card this fight here on uh, the preliminary card we have um jordan newman against branko busick and right now newman is uh minus 335 favorite busick plus 255 underdog uh, no surprise here, AJ. I mean, this guy, uh, Newman, from all counts, really good, high-level collegiate wrestler. Um, I mean, this this is kind of a classic Bellator matchmaking, isn't it? You know, this guy, Branco, um, you know, he's got a couple of wins, but I, I don't think he's fought in a while, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he hasn't fought in three years. And and uh, Newman, from all counts, man, this guy looks like he trained with Rufus Sport, and he looks like a guy that can make some do some damage in the sport. He hasn't fought in two years either, though, to be fair, but uh, – I don't know if you looked into this one too deeply, but I'm assuming you're going to go with Newman. Yeah, I'm going to go with Newman. One thing I like to say in general, though, with like these types of fights where there's fighters that are just very, very raw, I don't want anything to do with them from a betting perspective because like we've seen time and time again on like stuff like the Contender Series, they're just so high variance. And there's not – to me, there's not enough data to have like a strong 
yep. a strong grab onto like what exactly the odds should be. Like we've got fighters that will focus on the main card. We have more data. We know exactly what they're like over a large sample size or, or close to it. So this is like a spot where like, yeah, Newman probably goes out yeah. here, goals, but like it's just a high variance spot. So so no bet for me on a, on a spot like this. It's yeah, like, and again, it's minus 335. So you have to lay some juice. I expect this guy to win though. I'm not going to lie, AJ. Like this is classic Bellator matchmaking where they have these collegiate wrestlers come in and, and fight a guy who hasn't fought again in a couple of years. I expect him to win pretty easily, probably just taking him down, grinding him out. But uh, from a betting perspective, I mean, it's, it's not easy because, again, he's got two fights. And AJ, let's be honest, like, have we even seen those fights? We haven't. We're taking a complete guess on this guy, right? But uh, just I know Bellator. I've been watching for, for over a decade. I know how they do their matchmaking. They want this guy to win, obviously. And, you know, unlike the UFC where they actually, like, put these guys in tough matchups, like, even though they want them to win, AJ, they, they, they still put him in a tough fight. I feel like Bellator puts these guys in pretty easy spots usually, and that's why we see – you look at this card, man. It's like there's a lot of big odds on this one. But, yeah, I think we'll both go new in, guys. But, again, you know, it's – these guys have two fights and three fights. Like, it's it's not something you want to go crazy on. And, quite frankly, this goes with this fight too. Roman Feraldo against Trevor Good. Let's look at this fight. By the way, this guy's – how is he six foot seven? I don't – and 170 <laughs> pounds. Like, I was looking the weigh-in today. I was like, how is this guy – how does he make 170? Like – I'm like twice the size of this guy, like, and I, you know, and I'm shorter than him. I don't get it, AJ. But anyways, um, the odds for this one are monumental. And right now we got uh, Roman Feraldo minus six seventy-five, Trevor Good plus four fifty. Any thoughts on this one? I mean, not really. Other than uh, Good is probably the biggest welterweight in MMA history. <laughs> the <mean>, Scarecrow, <laughs> great nickname. Yeah, like Luis Pena is like six foot three at fighting at one hundred fifty-five pounds or one forty-five. He was massive. The six seven. Even at 170 is is huge. So yep. um, obviously we got a question like the wrestling just based off the height dynamic. But uh, yeah, the, the the big favorite probably goes out here and wins. But another spot just like the last one. I mean, dude, look at this. He I remember this fight. I capped it last. Uh, was talking about it last November, and I was like, don't bet on this fight, guys. I said, do not bet on Conor Gracie at this price. And people were just laying the juice on him, AJ, and he lost. And good one is a plus 455 underdog. That was a big win for him. Taking on Feraldo, I mean, this is a different beast here, right? I would say this guy coming off that flying knee over Pat Casey, that guy's not a, he's not bad. So that's a good win. I mean, this is another spot where this guy should win. But come on, I mean, look at this, look at this line, man. Can you you can't lay that AJ minus six seventy five? No, but <laughs> one thing in general, you can capitalize on these spots where there's a big hype train. I actually bet one of my biggest underdog bets ever, not like in terms of like unit sizing, but like in terms of odds was Savah Hamasi to beat Curtis Millender. He was like plus 300 or something. In Bellator, yeah, because of the wrestling, right? Because of the wrestling. Like, like, if you could capitalize on that stylistic dynamic, you could be yeah. profitable. So spots like that, just yeah. like the previous example you talked about, that's great. You could capitalize on that for sure. I, mean, I just don't understand, like, you know, there's so many spots in this card. I don't know why you'd want to play this guy at this price, minus 675, according to best fight odds. I guess the guy who just came off a massive upset. You know, we've seen, and these, these, these happen in Bellator sometimes. I remember when, like, Kevin Kevin Ferguson Jr. lost as a big upset if you uh, I think last year, right? So it happens again. Not a fight that I'm too totally interested in. I, I will say this, AJ. A lot of people are going to just parlay the favorites on this card, and you know, mostly Bellator they do win, but it's just not a great way. To, like you, you have to literally parlay I think six guys to get plus money if you parlay the six biggest favorites. Like that doesn't <laughs> seem like a good bet, right? Like you have to get six fighters right, and if one of them wins or loses, then you're then you don't win your bet. Anyways, yeah, I think we're both on Feraldo here, but Gud could win. I mean, quite frankly, Gud is, you know, a guy who's a live dog here. I just – I wouldn't bet on him personally. It's not, these are not fights that, you know – I'd rather bet on Newman, quite frankly, than Feraldo. So I will say that. Um, 
How about this next one? Jose Augusto Azevedo against Jonathan Wilson, former UFC fighter. I don't see odds for this one. I don't. I don't know. I don't see them at best fight odds, AJ. But uh, did you even look at this fight? This one. Um, I know Jonathan Wilson. I mean, it's just yeah. a another fight. I just don't want to trust either side with a bet or anything like that. It's just got high variance. Just don't really know what you're getting out of both guys. Jonathan Wilson hasn't fought since that. Or actually, pardon me, he's actually fought twice since uh, Oscar Pachota, which was his last fight in the UFC. But, he was terrible in the UFC. Yeah, he was terrible. I mean, it's a it's a spot where like, eh, I mean. The UFC uh, veteran probably goes out here and wins, but uh, I mean, we saw in the UFC his uh, his defensive grappling, his cardio, those were uh, or uh, his durability rather were both uh, issues for him. So, yep. uh, and those are two very compelling things that I look at in a fight. If a fighter if it doesn't have good cardio and or good good durability, I tend to want to fade him. So, yeah, yep. uh, yeah, we'll see how this one shakes out. Wilson, uh, he would be my pick, but no way do I want anything to do with this from a betting perspective. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, Babel fans in the chat. Hey, Marcel, how's it going? He says, uh, his, his girl, Aaron Blanchfield, got so I saw that. I just wish it was at 125. Like, why did it have to be a short notice of upper weight class? Like, she deserved to be in there anyways, right? And he says, probably no odds. Yeah, it's a new fight. You're right. So maybe they'll get it out tonight, possibly. Um, how about the next the next fight here? Roger Huerta against Chris Gonzalez. Let's look at this fight. Chris Gonzalez, a pretty big favorite, minus 270. Huerta plus 210. I mean, this is a spot, I think, where you can bet against. It's betting against Roger Huerta. So I'm kind of liking this Chris Gonzalez guy. I think Roger Huerta is one of the biggest fades you can have on this card. Um, Roger's 37 years old. Look at his record, AJ. It's just like he hasn't fought in a while. He's been losing. There's just there's really not much to like about him. I'm not saying like I'm super familiar with Gonzalez, but from what I've seen, he, you know, he's he's had some success. I mean, this is these are some decent wins. They're not great, but he has been winning his fights. I'd like to see him finish these fights, but at least he hasn't going the distance and getting that experience. Um, this is this would be a bet against Roger Huerta, and I, I I'm thinking about maybe laying the juice on this guy. What are you thinking? Um, I don't want anything to do with it from a betting perspective. It's just another fight where <clears throat> fighters with like five or so pro fights. I just don't like they could have holes in their game, but maybe we just haven't seen them yet. Like uh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, this gentleman here, for instance, like, yeah, it's it's nice that he's gone to a decision a few times, but at the same time, if he's, like, got a high ceiling, he probably should be finishing these guys that are, like, True. lower level. You know what I mean? So there's two ways of looking at it, obviously. I understand. I, I agree. I, you know, for me, it's just, it's betting against Roger. You know what I mean? Because look at his age. AJ, he's been around the sport for so freaking long. I remember when he was, like, they, they wanted him to be the poster boy of the sport for a while. Like, um, that was before you even probably ever watched it. Like, he was – they were trying to make this guy the poster boy and he left the UFC and he went to Bellator and it didn't work out for him and he, and he, he bounced around. I mean, this guy, like AJ, just this is a guy you can't bet on. So I am considering playing the, the opposite side as a, as a straight fade, you know, because that does happen something. You just fade guys, AJ. And that's it. You know, I, I love fading veterans, man. I really do. These guys were great, right? Like they're our heroes, but they all get long in the tooth, AJ, like Tyron Woodley and Benavidez. I keep talking about Benavidez, Eddie Wineland, these guys that were like, Great 10 years ago, right? Where the good guy to bet against here, I think. But uh, again, you know, I, I'm not super familiar with Chris Gonzalez. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying I am, but it's a pure fade on Roger, who I just think at this point in his career doesn't have much left to give the sport. All right, this fight, I can't wait to talk about. This fight is going to be awesome. I actually really like this fight, by the way. Fabio Aguilar against Khalid Murtataliyev. He used to actually fight in the UFC. He fought uh, Stevie Dalloway. Um, and I'm sure did you watched that fight, I'm guessing, right? I did. Yeah. What do you think of that fight? I mean, what do you think of her Dean's performance in that fight? Oh, geez. I mean, it's one of those things like, yeah, the end result is like Murtazalia beat the crap out of Dalway. <laughs> he did not look flawless there. He got taken down a couple of times. He got mounted. He got put in submission attempts. Like, granted, he hung on. He won. He beat uh, CB Dalloway, which is a great win. But 
both of these guys, like we were talking in the DMs, they have not fought since 2018. Yeah. Valiev is coming off uh, suspension where he was let go from the UFC, which I kind of found interesting because despite letting him go, they didn't rule his fight with Dalloway and no yeah. contest, which I thought was kind of interesting. But Mertes Ali is the better talent. Um, that fight with Aguilera that – We've got to talk about this fight, man. This is one of the right. sickest – How crazy was this fight? I was just like, who's Fabio Aguilar? Because quite frankly, like, you know, I'm looking at the odds and I'm like, this guy hasn't fought in three years. What's the other side like? This fight he had with uh, Marshall – You know what? I might as well just show it because I think I can. There's no copyright or anything like that. Um, this fight he had with Marshall Alexander Jr. was one of the craziest fights I think I've ever seen, AJ. I swear to God. It was absolutely nuts. It was up there. It was, sure. it was so crazy, guys. Like, let me, let me pull it up here. Um, definitely worth watching. I would watch this one back if I was you guys. Um, it's just an insane fight. I'm just trying to see, like, where the part where, like, he almost gets stopped, right? And then he comes back. It's just crazy. Uh, let's see here, AJ. First round. I think it was the second round where he took the head kicks from. Oh, man. Yeah, this is the second round. Okay, you guys got to see this. This is so nuts. I'm not sure, like, what the rule set is or what, but somehow this dude survived. That's good, right? Yeah. Watch this. This is yeah. so crazy, man. This. Look at this. I don't know why he's a, like. What's this ref doing? The ref's like, wait. <laughs> what? The, what is going on here? It's borderline barbaric. Like just. Oh, like, it is. This was such a. This, look at this. And this position here, where he's. This is what Eddie Alvarez was talking about. If you're in a street fight, you're in this position. You lose. You lose. Uh, AJ, look at this. Is just brutal. He starts kneeing him in the head here on the ground. I don't know what this ref's doing. Like. Do they allow these moves, or is this a mistake? I'm not sure, but this fight was absolutely insane. I don't know how this guy came back. Like, he came back, AJ, which is the craziest part. How could anyone survive that, right? And then let's just skip forward a little bit. Um, again, you know, survived it, came back, and then uh, if I want to say he rocks him at the end of the round after the other guy gassed out, right? Let me skip a little bit ahead. Yeah. Look at this. Holy. I, I don't know how this guy didn't get knocked. Look at this. This is insane. This fight was so crazy. It was a great fight, man. This is what you do when you do your deep research, AJ. You get to see fight like this. This was a great fight, man. For what it was, I don't know what's going on here, guys, as far as the rules go. And why is the ref not stopping it? Like I know. It's crazy. Well, it's, <laughs> the, the match with Mertes Aliyev is interesting because they were both resilient. Mertes Aliyev was resilient against Dalloway. He, he did not have an easy time early on. Nope, nope, so nope. It's interesting then, to see how, how this one will go down. And then it was uh, Dr. Stoppage. Anyways, it was a great fight. Go back. If you guys want to watch that fight, it was sick. I think this dude has a chance, man. I think he's look at the look at the resilience in that fight. I mean, he's not a bad fighter. Look, look at his record, AJ. Um, sorry, I just closed it by accident, guys. Bellator 255 topology. I don't I think he's got a chance. Not every favorite, I don't think, is gonna win. I think there will be a couple upsets, in my opinion. This could be one of them. This guy's not terrible, I don't think. Look at his record. It's not terrible. That's a good win over uh, look at his 17-1 record. He's 33. This is why I hate the fact he hasn't fought in three years. But that's a good win. And look, AJ, he's got a long winning streak going. He's fought some good fighters. Bruno Silva, he did lose to him. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's the same Bruno. This is the other Bruno Silva. This guy's coming to the UFC now, I believe. Yeah, he's fighting well. This is not the flyweight um, Bruno Silva. This is the other guy who tested positive for steroids, another guy. Um, I think he's got a chance, man. I mean, Mertzalia should win, AJ, but I, I per this is what I'm going to stay away from. I think it's a dogger pass. Do you think this guy's got a chance at all? I mean, yeah, he's got a chance. I, I just think Mertzalia is a better talent. but Oh, for sure. No uh, doubt. The the suspension and the layoff just really really bad. Yeah. What if he's one of these guys that's been using that stuff his whole career? And, and exactly, I, that, that, it does worry me, man. You got and again, you have to look at what they test positive for. Perfect example would be Mark Andre Barrio last week. He tested positive for Osterine. That's something that a lot of guys test positive for. Tim Means. Tim Means is the skinniest guy in the UFC. He tested positive. 
they weren't using it on purpose. I don't, they was, it was contaminated, um, uh, like protein shake or something like that. Right. Whereas yeah. this dude was juicing the hell. Like, the UFC's like, you can't even, you can't even pass a drug test, buddy. Get the hell out of here. So I got some concerns, but I will say this. I mean, what's he been doing the last three years? Has he been just been shooting needles in his butt the whole time? I mean, maybe, right. We, we don't really know. So yeah, he should win AJ, but I gotta be honest, man. I, I think this guy could be a, a potential dog. I'm just not really willing to w- lay my harder money on it. Now, how yeah. about this next fight? Mandel Nalo against R- Ricardo uh, Sexis. Uh, the, what do they call him? The rat garbage. <laughs> He's a Canadian fighter. I actually like this guy. Um, the odds are pretty steep in his favor right now, AJ. Um, Mandel Nalo, minus 280, and Philo, plus 220. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to like uh, Mandel Nalo in this fight, but can you make an argument for the dog? No, I cannot. I mean, <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't look into this fight enough to – really have a strong read but uh it like we've seen and like a lot of these bellator i think you or somebody else on twitter pointed it out like i said there's only two fights on this whole card that are either two to one or or tighter <laughs> and and then somebody said like welcome to bellator maybe it was that was me <laughs> and like it's so true because because like in, in a sense like yeah we've seen time and time again a lot of these big favorites could lose because as we see that they're, they're very green in their records they don't have many fights and they're just not as high level say some ufc fighters that weren't that line but Plenty of times they come through, and, and the odds are, are right, as we know, long term. And so, yeah, do I, I don't really, I don't really want to touch fights like these. Uh, yeah, I, I know, I, but I just want to get your opinion on. It, obviously, I mean, this one, you know what? I, I have high high hopes for this guy, but he has been disappointing a little bit lately. Like he hasn't looked that good lately. But I obviously have high hopes for him. He's a Canadian fighter. Um, you know, it's a guy that my buddy Aaron's been telling me about for a long time now, and he, he's did pretty well in belt term overall, but. You know, has again, Lee When was the last time he had a win? It's been almost three years since he's won a fight. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I, I'm with you. I mean, you could lay the juice on him, but I'd rather look for a better spot maybe next week on that UFC card where there's 15 fights, right? Than a guy that I'm not super convinced he's this amazing prospect. Don't get me wrong, I have high hopes for him. I like him, but I don't know. I mean, the sexist guy, you know, he's coming off a win in Bellator. He is an LFA veteran too. AJ has some decent, decent experience. Look, uh, Christian Aguilera, that's not a bad loss. Rosales, I think, was on Contender Series 2. Not a bad loss, right? So, I'm not, again, not going to bet on this guy by any means, but this is one where I think it's a dogger pass again, personally. I, I wouldn't bet on Nalo. I, I don't think I could. You know, watching it – because I, I, I've been paying attention to his career, and quite frankly, he hasn't looked that great lately. So, um, dogger pass for me. I, again, I, I, a lot of people are going to just parlay the favorites. They probably win on this card, quite frankly. But, you know, AJ, like I told you, like I like doing two-team parlays maximum. I like getting two teams – Get even money or get plus money, like small plus money. I'm not, I'm not one of these people that's like throw it into parlays. Like I don't understand what that means really. Like, throw it into a parlay. What does that mean? Like you're just trying to take a, a lottery ticket? Like I don't get it, right? Like we're looking for pure value here, guys. Like, and you know, betting five or six guys just to get plus money is not the greatest bet, right? Like I'd rather look at the closely line fights, which we're getting to soon. Not this one, though. <laughs> not this one, AJ. Magomed Magomedov. For CJ Hamilton, I mean, this fight is, I'm sorry, but this is a joke. Like, this is, this is a joke, dude. This guy, Megamed Megamedov, should be fighting someone, like, at the top of the world right now. I mean, he's a great talent. He was actually a, a decent price his last fight, minus 370. And I thought that was a good price on him. He dominated that fight, AJ. Now he's minus uh, 1610 versus this guy, CJ Hamilton. Again, this guy's beat Peter Young, guys. Like, he's really good. He's very good. Um, CJ Hamilton, the Autobot, 34 years old, AJ. And he hasn't fought in two years. He's coming off a win, split decision over some random guy in combat. I mean, come on. This is like such a mismatch. Uh, the odds are justified. I'm not putting him in my parlays. I don't, do, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to touch it. 
What are you thinking? Yeah, no, minus 1,800, there's not even – I mean, I, I'm not even a parlay guy, but I still wouldn't do that anyway. Yeah. I was, but the thing – this is another good marketing tech, tactic, though, for this card, right? Who is Magomed Magomedov? Oh, he's the guy that beat Piotr yeah. Yeah. So that's a good sell, I think, for this card. And this guy is on the prelim, so um, – yeah. It's another impressive win. I mean, you could really push That's a good win, too. Damian Stasiak, that's also a good win, former UFC fighter. Yeah, people will look at the resume, see the win over Jan, and split yeah. decision or not, he still beat Piotr Jan and, and love him for that. So, yeah, I think that this guy's uh kind of draw a lot of eyes, as will some other fighters here, because yeah. of the names that they have on, on the resume and also the reputation and skills that they have. I think Alvin um, is extremely talented and, and part of the reason why he's such a big favorite. So Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I know, Kevin. I agree with you. There's no value. I agree. I just like doing it to get plus money. I don't have to lay minus 300. Um, but I'm with you. And straight bets, are, I think they're way to go. Dude, I don't I don't play crazy parlays. I do two-team parlays. Like, Macy, Chason, Adrian, Yanis. Like, two really good fighters. You know what I mean, AJ? Like, I've been doing this a long time, guys. And, you know, you do hit those lottery tickets with, like, five or six or ten guys in a parlay. It's not really worth it long term, I don't think. You, you Most likely, you're going to lose. So, in this, in this card, you'd have to parlay all these guys just to get even – I think I showed Cole something yesterday. Like I parlayed the six guys, and it was minus money. Like it's not good, right? Yeah. Me and AJ are not like that. We we prefer laying you know straight bets when we can. If you guys look at my plays, they're almost all straight bets. I just do like I said, two teamers to get even the plus money. Um, but I'm not someone's going to put six and seven guys. I just don't. I don't think that's the way. There's no professional gambler that bets like that. I don't think AJ. You know, and I've learned from the best. I learned from Nick Kalikas, man. Nick, if you listen to his podcast over the years, what does he do? Straight bets, AJ's at close to pick and prices, dogs, and two team parlays. That's it. And I love Nick and I, I respect his opinion. That's I've always like, you know, kind of felt that way. And I and for me, it's like, yeah, you can play these minus sixteen hundred guys, but man, it's not worth it. Cause if he does lose and the judges blow away, he gets injured. It's MMA, right? There's so many different ways to lose, AJ. It's not just this guy's gonna beat him. It's also he can beat himself too. That's the thing about MMA. So that's why for me, yes, he's gonna he's gonna win this fight, guys, for sure. I'm just not even gonna play it. I'm just gonna stay away. Now, this fight is closely lined. So this is one we can actually get into a little bit. Kana Watanabe against Alejandro Lara. This is actually a decently lined fight. Lara minus 185, Watanabe plus 160. What are your thoughts on this one, AJ? It reminds me a little bit of Cheyenne Baez versus uh, Montserrat Ruiz, where, like, tape tells me that Lara is probably better and she should probably uh, avoid any sort of uh, muscle, muscle judo-based takedowns and kind of went on the feet that way. But... I've been wrong on a lot of types on a lot of fights like these in the past. And um, I think Laura is the rightful favorite here. Um, she, we kind of know what she, I mean, she's, you're looking at the resume, Juliana Velasquez split decision. Who's the champ lost to McFarlane who former champ, great fighter. Um, so we kind of know what we're getting out of Laura. We know that she's one of the better fighters in the weight class. Whereas like, Watanabe, we don't quite know yet. I mean, like, yeah, she won that UFC debut, but it wasn't exactly like smooth sailing for 15 minutes. There are a couple situations within the fight that I go in a little bit more detail on. It's shout out to Daily Fan MMA uh, on that premium breakdown that I do for Brad Apley's website that make me hesitant, even though she is undefeated, make me hesitant about her, not just in this match, but kind of just in general, like, She's very strong and she's a judo practitioner, but I'd like to see a little bit more layers added to her game. So I think Laura's a little bit more well-rounded than she is. I, I don't think Laura's like a perfect fighter. We've obviously seen her taken down in the past as well, but um, I generally agree with Laura being the favorite. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Watanabe wins, but um, 
I think she's kind of got one way of winning. Take her down, kind of keep her there with her strength, which yeah. is really compelling. I'm with you. I, I, I agree. I, I think Laura should be favored here, but I mean, this girl's undefeated, right? She looks, she's physically very strong. I've heard good things about her. She has a lot of experience, AJ. I, you know, it's, it's a potential dog spot too. So I don't know. Um, I would lean a little bit towards Laura, but I could see Watanabe winning this fight. This one's not a mismatch. I don't, this is a quality fight. Um, the winner of this fight might get a title shot, right? So this is a quality fight in the Bellator women's flyweight division. So, yeah, I mean, I would lean towards Lara, but I don't know. I think this could be a dog or pass, AJ. Your lean is towards Lara. Is it a bet for you? I can't say, um, but I will say that I agree with Lara being a favorite. We just kind of know more about her. And as you, you pulled up on Motanabe's resume, she just hasn't fought a lot of experienced fighters. A lot of the fighters that she beat True. were their debuts or their 1-0. I mean, like, yeah, she she's beaten a couple with a uh, solid resume, but, like, it's still it's still tough to gauge exactly how good she is. You know what I mean? Just based yeah. on the level of competition. So yeah, and, yeah. and again, guys, you know, like I would love to get way more in depth on these fighters. It's just it's it's very hard to find tape on Bellator. Quite frankly, it's not the easiest thing. You can see some stuff on YouTube. You can't watch every fight. I don't think you can. Have you found a way? You found a way? Bellator.com. I just found this out this go around. Bellator.com. If you search by fighter, they will pull up the videos of all the fighters. Most of them. Kind of like a UFC fight pass. They'll have, they'll have not maybe all really? of them, but most of them. Yes, I did not notice it until researching this card. Thank God. Thank that you. I okay, that. so where would I go? The fighters or videos? What would I click on there? The I just search by fighter because when yeah. I'm doing a tape study, I go down by I didn't, fighter. I didn't know that, so that's really good. I was just looking at YouTube, quite frankly. I was looking at, oh, I see now. They do have some fights. Okay, great. Not all the fights, obviously, but they have like the big ones. Um, right. That's yeah. good. That's good to know, AJ. But yeah, I mean, like the point is, I don't have a fight pass to like watch all the fights back and forth. And then watch the opponent and then get a real gauge. You know what I mean? So either way, we like Lara. We've seen her fight. I mean, it's not like I haven't seen her fight, guys. I've watched her fight all her Bellator fights. I watch all the Bellator cards. She should win. It's just, I don't know, Watanabe. I've heard good things about her. I mean, my buddy Drake Riggs was telling me some really good things about her too. She's a Japanese fighter. He covers that scene. But yeah, Lara should win. Um Usman Ramagamedov gets Mike Hamill here. Cole actually interviewed Mike Hamill. He says he's gonna Cause an upset here. I'm not seeing it, guys. I mean, Usman's going to win this fight. Minus 820 against plus 560. I will say this about Mike. The last fight with Adam Borch, he was a massive underdog, AJ, and he nearly won that fight. He, he lost on split decision. It was a very close fight. And I think Adam Borch is a very good fighter. He also has a great name, too. So, I mean, I love that guy, right? But uh, you know what? This Usman guy's going to win, man. I mean, let's be honest here, AJ. He's going to smoke this guy. Um, quite frankly, I thought the I think he should be minus 1600. You know, I think people are just giving the respect a little bit to Mike because of that last fight. I'm assuming you're going to pick Usman or Rocket made up to win this one. Well, yeah, but before getting into that, another yeah. good marketing tactic for this card is, is from what I saw, Khabib is going to be cornering uh, Usman, which I think is great because Khabib yep. is so compelling. He'll draw a lot of eyes. So I think that's another great uh, – not that they were doing it intentionally for that reason, but that's another great way for people to look at the Bellator. Oh, Khabib's, Khabib's coaching and Khabib's 2-0 as a coach – uh, he was two and zero as a coach last month against uh, um, Abu Bakr and uh, Islam, right? So I think that's awesome. And then as far as the matchup goes, like yeah, I mean uh, Usman, uh, he looks like a very talented prospect. As does Hamill. Uh, Hamill comes from a Division One wrestling background, and uh, you did point out he looked good against Borex, who, um, as we know, is a very talented fighter. Um, I I'd still agree though with Usman being a big favorite. Um, like yeah, sure, I, I guess uh, Hamill could make it close just based off the fact that he's scrappy and. Uh, MMA lab guy that we know about, Kyler Phillips, Transer, Sean O'Malley, Casey Kennedy, really, really good uh, bantamweights in the UFC. 
Yep. Yeah, like I, I think Usman here um, is the better talent, and I think that's why he is uh, he is the favorite here. So um, just like we touched on, there's, <laughs> I, I don't like betting um, these big eight minus 800 favorites. I, I do bet big favorites because, as we know, there is still value on big there ones. Is. But yep. I, still, I still do draw the line at, like, minus 500. Like, I bet Montel Jackson at minus Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great example. Yep. And he closed at, like, minus 700. And so, like, there was technically value there, but at this at the same time, I everybody's got a different limit. But I got to draw my my limit at minus five to one because yep, if I'm five units max, then then that's where I'm going to cut it off. Yeah, I mean, this guy he should win. By the way, so I'm looking at the Bellator website. They they do have the videos listed. I can't watch them. I'm not sure if it's because I'm in Canada though. Maybe that's why it says service unavailable. I'm hmm. guessing it's because I'm Canadian. So yeah, like I said, I was looking into watching the fights and they were hard. It just says service unavailable. Edge. I'll show you. It's it's okay. kind of sucks. I mean, I'd like to watch these fights again. I mean, it's it's like oh, maybe for you guys it will work, but for me it's like I just clicked on it, it said service unavailable. That's what I'm getting for every video. So you, VPN, right? <laughs> well, uh, I was gonna say, do you have a, a Paramount subscription? Because maybe no, no, we don't we don't have that here. We I don't oh, think yeah. Canada. I don't think we do. We maybe used to. I don't know. I, I can't remember, dude. We can't even watch Bellator TV, bro. Like we don't even have a TV deal up here. It's oh, it's wow. different for me, man. Yeah, so it's a little different. So. It's not that I didn't want to watch the tape, guys. I just there's there's not really the means for me, unfortunately. Except for the stuff I have saved on my PVRs and stuff. I saved all the stuff, man. So I have like some of the fights, but a lot of these prelims I never, you know, was able to because they were on obviously uh, just like the internet. Uh, for the card, get a VPN. Yeah, 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 dude. But I, for some reason, it's not letting me do, which unfortunate. But I guess you it must be the VPN thing. I'm guessing that's what it is, Kevin. So I'll look into that. So. That's good to know for the future. Um, Tyrone Fortune versus Jack May. Let's look at this fight. I uh, sorry, the odds up. This one, Fortune minus seven fifty, May five twenty five. This is a rematch, by the way. These guys fought, I think, what last year, and there was a low blow at the end of the fight. If I'm mistaken, it was a pretty nasty blow blow. Yeah, they fought last year, and then uh, since then, Tyrell's won a fight, and then uh, Jack took it on short notice for Matt Mitrione. That would have been an interesting fight. Matt Mitrione's a guy that's very athletic. Um, but he's older too, right? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. What, what What's going to happen here, AJ? Tyrell Fortune's probably going to take Jack May down and just hold him down to the ground, right? Like, that's what I'm guessing. I mean, Jack May, we've seen him fight, guys. We know who, he, we know who Jack May is. He's going to lose this fight. What are you thinking, AJ? Yeah, I mean, he's a big, he's a big favorite for a reason. Um, the, the preparation, he's a, you know, a more hyped fighter, I'd say, more talented. Um, he, I have general concerns about Fortune kind of going forward, say, against a guy with, uh, pretty solid takedown defense and, and say better striking. Uh, we saw him knocked out cold by Timothy Johnson. So yep. still not a polished striker by any means. And um, he still has some room to grow, but there's a reason why there uh, people are hyped about him. He, he does come from a high re- a division two wrestling background. Um, and just like, even in the UFC, there's just not a whole lot of heavyweights that like, yeah, they could wrestle, but like, that's their main game plan is I'm going to go out here and try and land takedowns. We're like, Fortune has shown that willingness to stand a little too long, which makes me nervous, but he still comes from a high-level wrestling background, which I like. And I generally think that makes his upside just kind of high in general, just because he's a specialist yep. in that regard. So, um, yeah, he's a rightful favorite, I think. I mean, yeah, he's going to win. And Jack May's a guy I've watched through his whole career. I mean, I've watched him from – I remember this fight with Derek. I had a ton of money on Derek Lewis in that fight, man. That was a good one. That was easy. That was an easy one. That's when no one really knew who the Black Beast was, when he was coming off the win over Jared Rochalt. So, yeah, I mean, I know this guy. He does have some power. We've seen AJ. Like, he knocked out Josh Copeland. That's a pretty decent win. I mean, that guy went to the finals of the 
Keith Alterman. But in general, this is another guy you want to bet against, right? So I don't think he's going to win. Mr. Always, VPN don't win Canada unless you have a USA Visa card. Still can't. Yeah. It's weird, man. I'm glad you said that, Mr. Always. Thanks. It's, it's kind of frustrating sometimes, you know, for that kind of stuff. But usually I can find stuff, guys. I'll, I'll keep looking. But uh, for another wait, I, I, I appreciate you pointing it out to me, AJ, that you can watch it. I just – I hope there's a way for me to, you know. But it, it's a little frustrating. Um, I'm glad that they are going to show this card, though, on uh, YouTube, if I'm not mistaken, for Canadians. That's better than nothing. But we haven't had a TV deal in like a year now, which is crazy. I mean, I, I went to the events years ago at Casino Rama, you know. Like they had it on TV. They had it on the score on – on um, Par- on Spike TV and, and then Paranormal Network too. Although, again, I, d- I don't think we have that anymore. From I don't I don't even know. To be honest with you, um, I'd like to see it on TV, but better it's better on YouTube than nothing. I'll tell you that. You know, there was a lot of people that were complaining. I mean, I would have found a way to watch it, AJ. Let's be honest, I would have found a way to watch it. But uh, it's <laughs> nice that at least we can watch it. Now, let's get these last two fights, guys. I actually really like these two fights. Are great, great, great fights. Especially this one, Neiman Gracie, Jason Jackson. And this is the closest line fight on the card. Minus 120 for Jason Jackson, plus 100 for Neiman. Um, the, the odds have kind of been flipping in this fight. At one point, the, I saw Jason Jackson was like a plus money dog at, at one point, and I was like, man, that's tempting, but I just I didn't pull the trigger. Now he's it's basically a pick em fight. So I have a lean in this fight. I'd like to hear your thoughts, though. What, what are your thoughts on this? I, I do have a, I have a decent size lean. What do you think? Yeah, um, I, I agree with it being pretty close. Um, they're both talented. Uh, Jackson, I wasn't sure how good of a fighter he was based off that like contender series performance. Like it was kind of a weird result, but like he's looked good in the Bellator. Um, good win over Benson Henderson. I know he had a size advantage there, and Henderson was taking it on short notice. But um, you know, Sanford MMA guy, so guys like Michael Chandler are training there. Gilbert Burns, Henry Hoof, that's his camp. That's great. Uh, Adam Boric also in the UFC. So I think that Jackson has – he's also strong, athletic. I think he's fairly well-rounded. So I think Jackson has a pretty decent ceiling in Bellator. Um, I don't know – I'm not saying for sure he's going to be champion or anything, but, like, as far as, like, competing with the best of the best, um, I think he can do that. Gracie, same thing. His only loss was to Rory McDonald, right? And yep. I, bre- I bet Rory in that fight, but that was a fight where, like, Gracie, he made it close, and he's got wins over Ed Ruth, John Fitch. Um, yep. He's his result, his game, I think, is going to be more well rounded as he grows. But he's still kind of a guy that I think at this point is pretty reliant on taking you down and either holding you there or submitting you. And if he can't do either of those two things, I think he's going to struggle. And and kudos to him. He's only lost one fight and it was to Rory, like we said. But I think that maybe Jackson is a guy that can maybe test him a bit defensive grappling wise. And and who knows, maybe even get some top control on him. We saw Ed Ruth get top control on Gracie in rounds two and three. I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Jackson being the strong guy that he is, capable grappler, maybe holds him there for, you know, avoids a sweep or something like that. Um, so I agree with it being pretty close. Um, I, I think if Gracie wins, it's probably by sub. I think if Jackson wins, it probably is by decision, just based off the fact that Gracie's never been finished. And Jackson does hit pretty hard, but uh, I tend to think that durability prevails long term. So, So who's your pick? Uh, I slightly lean with Jackson. I like Jackson too, man. I think he wins this fight. Um, I love the fact he's training at Sanford. I bet on him his last two fights. I loved him against Jordan Mee. He was like, he was like even money. And that was a great bet. I remember giving on the podcast. It was like, guys, put a unit on this guy. He will win that fight. And I love Jordan too. He's a guy you want to fade, right? This is a tougher fight though, I would say, than Benson and Jordan because those guys are kind of on the decline. Neiman is still kind of in his prime a little bit. He's 32, but you know he hasn't had a ton of fights. AJ, and he's looked pretty good overall, right? Except for the, the one loss where he, he didn't really look half bad in that fight, quite frankly, against Warren, right? Like he didn't he didn't get completely blown out. 
I think he's a decent fighter. I just think I think Jason's going to be able to to keep it upright, and I believe he's the better striker. I believe he's probably the more well-rounded fighter right now. So I'm looking at him. I would have loved to have gone with plus money. That was like last week. I can't remember. Like right when they put the odds out, it flipped pretty quick. I think um, now he's it's basically a pick em price. So he's a guy I'm considering. I'm not going to lie. You know, I haven't made any plays yet, um, but we have till tomorrow, obviously. But I'm, I'm considering Jason Jackson. Uh, I'm, I know you can't give it out, but like, is is, is there anything you 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 are leaning in this fight? Uh, is there a prop you like? There's props too, guys. I didn't say that. There are some props though for this card. Is there anything that you're you're liking here, AJ? Um, I mean, Jackson, I liked him as the underdog, and I thought there was a yeah. chance maybe he'd stay there because last week, like you said, same here. Same. We uh, like you brought up with Nick Kalikas. He goes one of the things he preaches is you got to stay disciplined. So like if the if the line sailed to where you you wanted to get out on it, you couldn't get in on it, then that's just that that's got to be a decision you got to be okay with. And that's kind of where I'm at. If it yeah. gets to an underdog price, great. But if not, I'm not. It's not like I'm banking on that you know what i mean i gotta stay away and stay patient and uh maybe there's something else down the line and say a ufc card where i'm researching ahead of time and and kind of just look elsewhere so i gotta just i always just keep myself busy i don't ever want to think about things too long because if i think about them long enough i'm going to end up talking myself into a bet so i just best to move on to the next thing after making my decision oh i understand i mean in this case you know it's still close to even money so he's a guy i'm looking at and i'll wait till tour i mean I, I'm still hoping to get the plus money on him too. I got to be honest, but if he hits that plus money mark, you'd have to pull the trigger. I think on this guy because I, I think he is the better fighter, right? But mm-hmm. again, Neiman's very good. But yeah, guys, he is a guy I'm looking at right there. Um, you know, for me, it's like I used to. You know, I AJ, I've been doing this for a long time, so I remember. You know, Nick Nick used to open the lines, so he'd be like, "Hey, I'm opening the lines. What are your thoughts on these?" I know what they were going to be, and as soon as five dimes threw him out, I would hit those lines. I'm different now. I'm much more patient. You know what I mean? Like I, I wait now until I get as much info as I can, including weigh-ins, including COVID results. Like we see fights get canceled every day now, literally from COVID tests. If you bet them out or you parlay them, you're you're in trouble. Like, so you know, not that I do that by any means, but in this case, um, I think at this point, you know, I I feel a pretty strong lean towards Jackson AJ. So we'll see. I'm I'm probably not pulling the trigger on this one, guys. I'm thinking about it now. Main event of the evening. This is the best fight in the card. This is such a phenomenal fight. And this is a guy I've been watching for a long time. I love this guy, Patricio Pitbull. And I love this dude too, man, Emmanuel Sanchez. He's a scrapper. This is the best fight in the card. This is an amazing fight uh, for the Bellator featherweight title. Five rounds or less, guys. Um, absolutely fantastic fight here. Um, right now, AJ, the odds. Pitbull is the favorite, as expected. He is a minus uh, 245 favorite. And Emmanuel Sanchez, plus 205. should mention they did fight three years ago. A lot of us have seen that fight, and uh, Pitbull won. I believe it was a unanimous decision, but it was a super, super close fight. Like, that fight could have went either way. Three years later, they meet again. Pitbull's on a roll. Um, man, I, I love getting a plus money on him against Chandler. I love Chandler, but I couldn't help myself with the plus money that night on uh, on Patricio. I, 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 I've been a fan of this guy for years, AJ. I think he's I think he's one of the best fighters in the world. You know, I, I really do. He is the best fighter in Bellator, in my opinion, maybe besides Chris Cyborg. But I think he is the best fighter Belter has to offer right now. And uh, having said that, this is a this is a dangerous fight because this guy Manuel Sanchez is a scrapper, and he comes forward. He's got great cardio, and we saw the last time he made it close. AJ, what are you thinking, man? Do you think this guy's got a chance? Of, of course, Sanchez has a has a chance. He's a very talented fighter. We know he's very durable and tough. He has good cardio. He's a he's a well rounded fighter. And I'll just say, regardless of who wins this fight, I just think that. Sanchez, Pitbull, and McKee are the three uh, 
best 145 pounders in Bellator. I know Caldwell and, and Sanchez, that's very close to me. Actually, come to think about it, I slightly would favor Caldwell, but Caldwell is super talented as well. But what I'm trying to say is these are very elite fighters. So, like, either of these guys losing this fight doesn't tell me, like, all of a sudden, oh, the hype is derailed, or all of a sudden they're declining. No, no, no. They're, these guys are very tremendous fighters. They're both dur- durable, well-rounded. Um, having said that, I agree with Pitbull being the favorite. Um, it's not just be, it's not like, you know, it's not just looking at the first fight and seeing that he won, but like he's, I just think the more complete technical mixed martial artist and Sanchez, I compared this fight to like Figueredo versus Moreno, except like Pitbull's got the wrestling advantage. Whereas we saw Moreno take down Figueredo a few times, but Sanchez needs to win this fight, I think, by leveraging his length. He's got a bit of a reach here and utilizing his kicks at distance. We saw him have some success with that in the first fight. But in the pocket, Pitbull's just more technical. He hits harder. Those will favor him, I think. So Sanchez will need to keep Pitbull away, avoid the takedowns, avoid the clinch, because I think that the aggregate of those exchanges will go in favor of Pitbull. And that's why he's the favorite. Again, I've seen a lot of smart people on Sanchez and I totally get it. You, it's it's always intriguing just in general when you have a very good fighter at a big underdog price. Like, you know, there's been so many yeah. examples in the past. Like you like you bet Jan against Israel. Yeah, great example. So, yep. So it's always it's always sexy to look at because like you're you, you got this big price on this great fighter, proven fighter. And so Sanchez could win the fight. I just laid out a path of victory for him. He's a tremendous talent. He's even though Pitbull hits very hard and he did rock him in the first fight in round five. He's still very durable, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him make a make it the full distance again. In which case, he can make it competitive. But I do generally agree with Pitbull being a favorite. I just think he's a better fighter. Um, but kind of looking ahead a step, I'm really interested to see whoever comes out victorious here yes. and fights AJ McKee because AJ McKee debatably is the hottest prospect in all of MMA right now. That guy is a phenomenal talent. Phenomenal. So yep. Implications, high implications. I mean, I, I pretty much agree with everything you said, honestly. Like, Pitbull's a guy you don't want to bet against, really. That's what it comes down to. If you bet against him, you, you usually lose. Now, having said that, I, I do think this, you know, could be a competitive fight, and the judges might come into play, but I do think he's going to win the fight. Um, man, that fight with A.G. McKee, that's that's the fight, right? Like, that's the best fight. Um, I, I think A.G. McKee's an incredible prospect. I think he's... If people don't know who he is, like I'm sure everyone in this podcast is listening knows who AJ McKee is, but the casual fan AJ that doesn't watch Bellator, if they saw that guy, I mean, he is such a uh, dynamic fighter, like so multi-talented, so well-rounded. That fight is crazy. Like I think people probably wins here, guys. That fight, I don't know. That's the fight I don't know. And what would you even – like just say he wins uh, like a decision like last time. He merges with the decision win. What do you think the line is going to be for that fight? Just say that happens. Dude, I honestly, I would make it a pick. Em. I honestly, yeah. I have no yeah. idea. I'm just like you. I think they're both so like. Well, if if Sanchez wins, I actually think they'd make McKee. Uh, uh, well, maybe not because if he beats Pitbull, that all of a sudden you know would would raise his stock. So either way, I think we're getting a competitive line. But like McKee's this this puzzle that nobody's really been able to solve. Right? He's undefeated for a reason, and uh, Pitbull, like you pointed out, his success has been tremendous despite losing a few times professionally. He's a champ, champ for a reason. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's one of the top uh, featherweights, not just featherweights and lightweights, not just in Bellator, but like you pointed out, alluded to yeah. UFC everywhere. So um, high, high stakes here. I'm really, I'm really looking forward. This is the fight that I'm looking forward to the most on the entire card. Um, Jackson and Gracie's also a, a huge, huge deal, but this is yeah. phenomenal, phenomenal fight. I agree. And Bellator has some decent cards coming up, guys. Uh, where's it waiting? Bellator. 
Bellator 256, for instance, is uh, the next card, and that is next week. We'll we'll talk we'll talk about that too. AJ, you're gonna be back next week. Talk about this one, being right. There we yeah. go. Adrian Machida too. That's next weekend, guys. So that's a pretty good one. They got this girl is very good. Vanessa Porto. I'm excited for that fight. I'm not excited for that fight because she's fighting Liz Carouche, but I think this girl's actually very good. Um, be interesting fight. And then uh, Julia, Julia Buds like on the prelims, like she's a former champion. Um, obviously Katsagano, Jeremy Kennedy Borch is a good fight. So they got some decent fights coming up, man. I, I'll say that about Bellator. Like they took a break and people were like, where did they go? But now they're coming back and they have some decent cards. And uh, obviously we have that uh, Rumble Johnson fight with Romero coming up, AJ. That's like a hell of a fight. So there are some good fights. Um, what do you think about uh, Tyron Woodley? You think there's a chance he can go to Bellator? I mean, Scott Coker used to promote him. You think if the UFC cut him, he could be a guy, or do you think they're just going to pass on him? I, I think they they could pick him up if if it's on the table. I just I don't know how motivated Woodley is though. I think it kind of depends on him. If if he's motivated, and wants to keep fighting, I don't see why he can't join Bellator because, uh, like you said, the the previous relationship was Scott Coker. But uh, it just kind of depends on where he's at. You know, four straight losses after a, a, a you know not a complete dominant title reign, but you know he had a few title defenses in there. It's tough to tell where he's at exactly. So yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Uh, Kevin said, why did they move the Rumble fight to me? Yeah, I saw it yesterday. I was like, what the hell? So they moved it because of travel issues, it says. I don't even know, like, I don't know really what that means, but travel issues. I'm assuming it was with the other guy, the Russian guy, because they moved his fight back a week with Corey Anderson. Um, I can't pronounce the guy's name. I can't pronounce it. You know how to pronounce that guy's name, AJ? Have you tried? No, no, no. You you did it last time. I so did I try. I'm going to try it again. Let me try one more time here. Um, Corey Anderson. Where is he? Mr. Anderson. Corey Anderson versus uh, Dov Lechen. Yadji Maradov. I think that's close. Yeah, I think what happened was that guy had a travel issue and they had to push that fight back a week. So then they just were like, we'll push back Rumble. Um, but that's still a five-round fight, by the way. So that's a co-main event of that, of that uh, Bantamweight card. Uh, Juan Archuleta is defending his belt against Sergio. That's another good fight, AJ. Like, there's some good talent in Bellator, man. Juan Archuleta is a guy that could easily be a top 15 guy in the UFC, potentially. Like, he's very good Bantamweight. Oh, yeah. The whole Bantamweight division in MMA like right now, it might be one of the best. Like it might be the best division. I'd say one of them might be the best division. I th I still think lightweight is. I've said that for years. I think lightweight is the deepest, but a lot of changes in lightweight lately. Maybe bandweight. Uh, what do you think, AJ? Is bandweight the best right now? I, I think the case can be made. Yeah, especially like we got. I mean, I was looking ahead of like future fight night UFC events. Yeah. Font versus Cody Garbrandt, TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sanhagen. Mm -hmm. Those fights get me excited for. Yes, a sir. <laughs> when you're fight. I, I've always said this about the smaller weight classes. They don't need to finish for them to be exciting. You could just get a high-paced 15-minute scramble fest or or just high volume of strike for 15 minutes where both guys just push one another. So I think it, that's one of the reasons why they're both so competitive. You see some of the most technical fighters in all of the sport compete at the smaller weight classes versus some of the bigger ones because some of the bigger guys go to the – you know they're, they're athletic enough to go to the NBA or NFL, and so that, that some of that talent might go away. Uh, but in the smaller weight classes, you get you get more of that. You get better athletes generally. Yep. I think I was close, Marcel. You're definitely better than me. <laughs> yes. And Shiro's here. Bantamweight's packed and stacked. Yeah. Organic Buffalo. It is, man. Actually, Marcel, I'm going to pull your uh, page up. I just had it up. We'll talk about some fights. we got like 10 minutes left here, AJ. Let's go through some fights. Start with this one. So I went – I wasn't feeling good the other day. I'm still not feeling that great. But I went to bed early the other night, and I woke up and saw this. I was like, holy fuck. Like, what a fight, man. I mean, I love this fight. Does Nate Diaz deserve the number three guy in the world? No, but who cares? This is such a fun fight. And the best thing is this right here, co-main event, five rounds. That's 
that's great. And that opens up so many possibilities, right? Like now we can have number of contender fights that are five round co-main events, AJ. Not every fight card, but I think the pay-per-views, you know, for instance, um, remember when Oliveira fought Ferguson at a 256 or whatever? That would have been a perfect five round fight, for instance. This is great at five round. I love this fight, guys. Um, right now, Edwards, I believe, is the favorite. Let me double check the line. I'm pretty sure he's favored last time I looked. Beyond Edwards, minus 410. <laughs> minus 410, AJ. And plus 330 for Nate. Not asking for your pick by any means, but just initial thoughts when you saw this fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is great. I mean, I had to think, like, people, yeah, people might say what you said and be like, why is Diaz fighting Leon? Well, there's so much, as you pointed out before, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that we don't know about that I, ha I would have to assume that Leon agreed to this fight. This is a big money fight for him. He deserves it. He's worked his way up the ladder, even though he hasn't been that active recently. He's beaten tremendous guys, uh, including Donald Cerrone. And Rafael Dos Anjos, who both fought Nate Diaz, even though it was a while ago. So this matchup makes sense uh, in a variety of ways. Um, and uh, yeah, minus four ten. That makes that's interesting. Uh, kind of high. I think that's pretty high. To be honest with you. Nate's Nate's got path to victory here just by being super durable and having good cardio, right? I mean, he does in that sense, but he's also very hittable. And I just think Leon. Oh yes. I think this could look a lot like the Masvidal fight. Only Leon takes him down a few more times and and doesn't. Masvidal wasn't like gassed by any means. He was starting to slow down a little bit in round three. I don't think there's there's as big of a chance that Leon slows down. He's shown good cardio yeah. for four rounds. So I, I do kind of agree with Leon being a big favorite. He's a, mm. a much better, more technical fighter all around. I'm not so sure, man. I gotta be honest. Like he's a much bigger favorite than he was against Bilal Muhammad. I don't agree. I don't know what that guy's like. Nate Diaz has won a lot of fights as an underdog, man. Like you would have, AJ, you weren't betting on it then. You would have obviously laid the juice on Connor when he fought him the first time. I did, and I got, I paid for it, man. He was 41 and I lost. So maybe this is a guy that is, he's tricky at times. I mean, he looked phenomenal against Anthony Pettis when he fought him two years ago. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But the long layoff and the Leon, or sorry, the Masvidal fight, he, he got his ass kicked in that fight, right? Mm -hmm. And that is a similar matchup. I think Leon, my, in my head, my initial thought was he's just going to kind of jab him up and just kind of, Basically, El Cardio or El Boxing five rounds. But then I thought, I'm thinking to myself, man, Nate Diaz is a great boxer, though. So, like, maybe this is a trickier fight than what we're thinking, AJ, and what the odds are saying. Um, I understand you probably don't have a lot of respect for Nate Diaz as a fighter, from what I'm kind of getting at. Um, I'm not saying as a person or anything, but like, it seems like you like, don't have a lot of uh, appreciation for him because, man, he's pulled off a lot of upsets, AJ. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't lay four to one against them, guys, personally, but I haven't looked into it deep enough. Well, I actually do have a lot of respect for Nate. I actually bet on him. I actually max bet him or close to it, a four and a half unit or five unit play against Pettis. So nice, very I, nice. Like I, I kind of, it's not that I don't have respect for him. He's a great fighter. Right. I just, I tend to know the fights that he does well in versus doesn't. Like if he's if he's facing a guy like Connor, where he's got a five round fight, where he's so durable and everything, and he, the the guy that he's fighting doesn't have good cardio, he could outlast them. Or like a Michael Johnson, he could outlast them and outvolume them. But like. I just – I don't really see Leon slowing down. Nate has yeah. never been a big power puncher, so, like, Leon's got him beat there technique-wise. So, like, yeah, Nate could win the fight in theory by volume, but, like, I just think that the more technical, harder shots will be landed by Leon. And then also I was looking at stats. I know you're a big stats guy. Nate yep. had 42% takedown offense. We saw the Hoffield Osanios fight, the, the Benson-Henderson fight. I wouldn't be shocked Leon being the physical guy that he is maybe even takes Nate down and, and holds him there. Yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't be shocking to me, so – Offense is then Michael. I had him there too. He was. A, I actually had him in that one. So I, I, I gave back what I won on that one in the Connor fight. But it is what it is. That was like short notice. I never thought he would win that fight. The first one, second one, yeah, he lost. He was close though. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It's a great fight. I, honestly, I haven't even really looked into it, AJ. And I, I apologize. I was. I, I guess what I said 
wasn't exactly what I, what I meant to say. More of like betting respect, not like respect as a person or as a fighter, just like the respect in the, the betting odds. Because to me, man, it does seem a little, a little hefty at four to one for Leon here. Um, and I, I expect some, I expect some people to take some plus money shots. Like the casual fan will probably take a shot on on Nate, right? So I don't, I don't think the line's going to go higher than this age. I don't think it would get to five to one. You know, if anything, it might go down to three to one. So if you're going to play Leon, maybe hold off a little bit. If I had to guess. Um, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I got what you mean, man. Yeah. 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 For sure. Sorry, man. I just didn't. I, I wasn't trying to put any words in your mouth. I apologize, guys. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't. I didn't really enunciate that correctly. Um, Kevin says we're talking about most overrated fighters in MMA the other day. Yeah, he, he is. He is. But he does have some wins to back it up. There's no doubt about it. But he really is living off that Connor win still, right? For the most part. Um, there's yeah. a few other comments here. Kevin said uh, Anastasia you know, Yankova. I don't know if she's still dating Mike, uh, Mike Swick or not, but she was dating him for a while and training at AKA Thailand. Here's a good question. Thoughts on Misha Tate back in the ring? What is she really? Oh, I didn't see that. Um, that doesn't make sense. She hasn't fought in five years, so why are you putting her in the rankings? They took out Raquel Pennington who beat her because she hadn't fought in the last year, but they inserted Misha Tate. Are you serious, man? The rankings are a mess right now. Uh, I mean, it's not even really worth arguing about. But where is it? Yeah, I don't. I don't see her, Marcel. Is she there though? I mean, I believe you. Oh, he said April fourth. Dude, come on, man. You missed this game right at the, at the beginning of the podcast where I didn't want that stuff. I'm just kidding. It's all good. Until the very end when we were almost <laughs> I know, right? No, you guys did good. You guys did good. You waited an hour to, to do that. No, it's cool. The rankings are silly in the ring. I mean, there's some stuff in there that just doesn't make sense to me. But Marcel, you got us, Marcel. You win. You win. It was realistic enough to make us believe. <laughs> it, it really was. It Because, really, like, again, you know, I, I you see my tweeting. Like, a lot of people agreed with it. Like, you know, somehow Jan went down in the rankings and Adesanya went up. Like, I don't understand that, but that's here to, neither here or there. We got a few more minutes. Quickly go through these ones. Um, Zara Farrington Sanders with Josie Anunes. I got to be honest, I don't know who she is. And some of the comments are pretty harsh, man. There's some, I don't want to read them. They're harsh comments on this girl. Listen, guys, and say, you know, I saw some people harassing Miranda Maverick. Do you see that? Because of her muscles and stuff. These guys, she's getting those messages of guys saying, you're, oh, you, you look like a dude. First off, those guys are jealous losers. They, she would kick their ass, and I think she's a very good-looking woman. And if she wants to have muscles, great. You know what I mean? That she's a fighter. So what the hell, right? So some fans are just dumbasses. And I don't even read those comments, Marcel. You know what I'm talking about. This fight, yeah. short notice. Uh, Luana Carolina taking a short notice against Patel. Sorry, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say. Well, the Dean Thomas brought up a really famous quote in the past. He says, uh, "People do not criticize other people that have less than them." They, they feel inferior. So those are the people that are criticizing the, the people that they feel are superior to them. So is basically what he's saying. But yeah. uh, they're like you said, they're jealous. So I'm, I hope that she could just block all that out and continue her, her road to success. Because you you bet on her last event. That's a, That was a great bet. She looked great out there. And I love to see and that. She's really talented. I really like her. I, I like that girl a lot. I think she's very talented. Just stupid that people would do that. Uh, this is a great fight too. Mike Grundy and Lando Venata. Another fun fight. This guy's always in like fight of the night. Eh? Like he's a fun fighter. Um, this fight, I thought Kevin Aguilar retired because I didn't see him, or not retired, just been released because he had lost three in a row, hadn't fought in a while, but he's getting another shot against this Lutz guy, contender series guy. Uh, so that's a fight. Uh, this is the Blanchfield girl that um, Marcel was talking about. I'm very high on her too. I like her a lot. Cold-blooded Aaron Blanchfield. I like this girl, man. Yeah, there's a lot to like about her. Let's just say that. She's, she's good. You know, she's a good talent. And a lot of people thought she lost that fight or won that fight, excuse me, with Tracy Cortez. Should be undefeated. There was one other fight I think you got. Yeah, this one. This is short notice. Lupita Gonidez is filling in for Hannah Goldie, who's got sick, I believe, with COVID. And uh, that fight with Jessica May is canceled. Damn it, man. I, I broke that fight. I even wrote my breakdown down. Can you believe that? I wrote it down, AJ, 
And I was about to send it off, and then they were like, yeah, this fight's canceled. I was like, damn it. So it is what it is. But I don't know about this fight. I got to look into it more. And Pena hasn't fought in four years. I've heard Lopez is, or Ganita's, excuse me, is quite decent. I, but I have to watch your fights. Yeah. Well, get, sorry, what were you going to say? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, if they get rebooked, you could just copy and paste. You're saying, I, you're saying, I saved it in a work dog. It saved in a work dog just in case, but I don't know if it will get rebooked. It might be a different fight. Either way, I know how, I know what Goldie's got, got in, in Pena, too. Yeah, it's terrible. No doubt. Mm -hmm. Kevin says Blanchfield's crazy young. Yeah, and she's talented. Um, Aaron Blanchfield. I, I, Marcel was like one of the people that was been saying for a long time, like, get this whole time. She's 21 years old. Holy mm -hmm. 21. She's been training jiu-jitsu since the age of seven. So since 2006, about the time I started getting MMA. That's crazy. Can you believe that? She's just a little kid training it. By the age of 12, she wanted to be a fighter. That's crazy, man. So, you know, this girl, I'm looking at her record. She's got a win over a Kay Hansen, who's in the UFC, and Victoria Leonardo is in the UFC. And again, the one lost to... Uh, Cortez, I've heard nothing but good things about Blanchfield. I have to watch her fights in Invicta again, which we do have on Fight Pass, AJ. We get to watch those Invicta fights. Like that one bloody one with uh, the girl that fought the skill, Julia, Julia Stoliarenko versus um, – I can't remember her name, but you remember that fight? That was so crazy. Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, with Blanchfield, I, I've heard the same thing too. I've actually never watched one of her fights, but uh, shout-out to Sun Tzu. He's been, he's yes. been saying for a while that yes. she's, she's a tremendous talent, and I, I believe him, you know, because uh, a lot of people have been really high. I mean, there hasn't – I haven't seen a – a ton of people say it, but like the people that have vouched for Blanchfield has said really good things. And I think that the, the numbers will only grow as she gets in the UFC. I think that so uh, fewer people have said such things about her because not as people, many people know who she is, not as many people watch Invicta, like say me or you or other people do. So um, I, I'm really excited by the signing. Yeah, I'm really, like you said, 21, only going to get better, just like Miranda Maverick last yeah. event. So. Yeah. Young fighters, man, with uh, constant improvements, right? Mm -hmm. For Souza. That was the fight. Ken Shiro says, I don't want to bet on 21 year olds against veterans. Yeah, but Norman Dumont, by the way, the line's, the fight's done, is dead in the water now. I didn't understand that line either. I'll be honest with you. The Bea Malecki, Norman Dumont line at minus 300, whatever it was, like, Bea Malecki's not horrible and she has a huge reach, right? So I don't think that was, I think that line was a little exaggerated personally, but it doesn't matter. The fight's canceled. And by the way, we don't have a main event for that fight next weekend. Um, there's a line out for Victoria and Holland. That fight is not official, guys, by the way. That's not official. And Kevin Holland tweeted it. He's, he said Victoria said no to the fight. So, mm. like, I saw people betting on that because they did offer a line out at some sports books. They got to be careful with that stuff. Like, just because they, they said on Twitter, Kevin Holland's like, I signed the contract. Doesn't mean they actually have that fight book. So, I don't know if AJ, if you even started capping that fight, but it's not official by any means. I hope it happens because if we don't have that fight, I don't think we'll have a main event, but it, it's it's not official, guys. Um, yeah. I didn't start looking into it, honestly. But, yeah, that's interesting that you brought it up. Because, like, yeah, everybody kind of just assumed, like, because Holland agreed to it or whatever on Twitter. Yeah. And I didn't see any official announcement. From, and like, there wasn't. There wasn't. And, but we do have odds, I believe. Like, I, I think there was odds. Mm -hmm. Holland. There. Yeah, he's minus. Okay, so Victoria minus 200. And, every, and all the books started copying the other books. So they're, they're out everywhere. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Last question, Marcus. This is the last question for the day, guys. Do you see Bellator being a serious competitor to UFC? No. No, I don't. Because I just think that UFC is the big leagues. I don't – I think – I feel like Bellator, I think it's great. We watch it, but the casual fan, I don't think it believes it's the big leagues. AJ, give your last answer, and that's it for today. Go ahead. Yeah, no uh, no, no competition. I think UFC will always be the top notch, but uh, Bellator competes on opposite days, so it's nice from, from that. That's true. I love the Fridays, by the way. I'm glad they brought that back. They were doing Thursdays. I, I thought that was a kind of a weird day. Friday's a nice day for it. And again, when they don't do it Saturday, it's good. AJ, that's it for today, man. Plug yourself and scale out here. Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at AJ underscore S-C-H-U-L-O. Contribute to Fantasy Pros, uh, Daily Fan MMA, Roto-Wire, and MMA Oddsbreaker. Thank you for your time. Awesome, man. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MMMatterMartin. Uh, 
MAOdsbreaker.com, BJPen.com, Elite Fantasy, Elite Betting, Fanatics MMA, MyMMAnews.com, and a lot of places right now. Love the sport, man. And keep following the podcast, guys. Appreciate all you guys in the chat today. I'll be back on Monday with Marcel at 4 p.m.